Hi, this is Grant Herbert. I'm just an ordinary guy with an outstanding wife and five amazing kids who is on his own journey of imperfection. Welcome to this week's episode of The People Builder. Do you have difficulty letting go of the pain that comes with conflict, even after it's been resolved? Well, stick with me, because this week I'm going to show you how to put it down and let it go. Hi, this is Grant Herbert, Emotional Intelligence Speaker and Trainer of the Year and Master Coach Trainer. And today I want to wrap up our conversation around conflict and conflict resolution by helping you to move forward after conflict. I know in my corporate career for many years, I had a big issue with this. And even though the mechanics of going through some sort of a resolution process had taken place, I still carried within me baggage from that conflict. And that was because I told myself certain things about myself. I allowed it to frame my reference around working with people. I held on to hurts that I'd taken on personally. And what that ended up resulting in for me was that if you had a conflict with me, if you'd done something to me, I didn't get over it. And you and I carried that in our relationship moving forward. This made it very, very difficult for me to be able to have healthy relationships in the workplace and therefore collaborate and work in a team with others, even though the conflict had been resolved. I see this time and time again with people that I work with. And that's why it's really, really important that as we finish off this conversation around conflict, we know exactly what to do to overcome this roadblock so that we can actually get the benefit fully of our conflict management and resolution process. So if you're ready to come with me, what I'm gonna do now is unpack five principles that I think are really, really important for us to be able to do that so that you can leave in the past what's in the past, enjoy being in the present and move forward into the future with great relationships and without the baggage of that past conflict. Now, I know because we are human beings that there's never going to be a position where this is perfect. And you know me, that's never going to be the goal. However, this process, these simple steps that I'm going to take you through will help it to be closer than where it is right now. Number one is to reframe the experience. Now, we've been using the word conflict all through this process. And that's exactly what it is. That's what we call it. However, how we look at conflict and what we make that mean in that label, in those situations, will have a big effect 
on whether or not we're able to move forward. You see, sometimes we're holding on to that conflict, even though it's past, simply because it's serving us to do that. So by looking at the conflict itself and reframing it, looking at it through another lens, that's going to disrupt that pattern and it's going to help us to go then into the other four parts of this process I'm going to talk to you about. So instead of it being a conflict, could we perhaps call it a learning experience? Could we look at it as something that has strengthened a relationship, that has given us more feedback to be able to navigate relationships more effectively? Has it actually given us a level of awareness of some challenges that we had in our thinking? And has it pointed out some particular steps that we can take moving forward to lessen and avoid conflict by shifting some beliefs and internal dialogue? So by looking at it this way, what we're doing is taking something that is negative, conflict, a word that invokes certain responses in our inner self and shifting it to being something that is positive. It enables us to take it forward in a totally different light. So shift your thinking, reframe what you've just been through. What did you take out of it? Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Looking at it through this lens is definitely a different way of doing things. Number two is to reflect forward. I've talked about this many times before, where we are doing an overview, uh, an autopsy, whatever you want to call it, of something we've just experienced. We want to make sure that we're doing it by looking back to move forward. What I'm saying here is that if we reflect on the conflict and the process we've just been through, it can either be something that empowers us moving forward or is an anchor and holds us back. If in that process of reflection, we're looking at what we didn't do well and we ruminate on that and we feed that internal dialogue even more, then that means that the experience is not a positive one. So what we need to do is make sure that we focus on where we're going, reflecting on what has been and where we are now through that lens that says, how can I use this moving forward? I've had a quick look in the rear vision mirror. That's where we were, but I'm keeping my focus on the windscreen in front of me because that's where I'm going. I'm not going backwards and I'm not staying here where I am right now. The second and I believe critical component of this reflection is to find things to forgive. Forgiveness is the greatest empowerment that we can have. And it starts with forgiving ourselves, forgiving yourself for what it is your part in the conflict, forgiving yourself for what it was that was made aware to you during that process, and to forgive the hurt from other people. Remember in that whole process, we talked about focusing on the issue, not the person. However, we're human. So there would have been things that were said that we took personally, things that were said that hurt the other person as well. So one of the greatest things we can do at this point is forgive. 
And whether that's just something we do internally or whether it's something we do verbally with the other person, forgiveness is the key to moving forward. Number three is to repair the relationships. We talked about relationships being the most important part of any conflict resolution process, protecting the relationships with the people involved. However, we've gone through a process now where there were, as we've just talked about, things said, done that could have damaged relationship, could have broken some trust, could have changed some thinking that you have about the other people and vice versa. So the third part of this process now is to go, where could I make things different moving forward? Where could I repair the damage that might have been done? And this is where using a feedback process of questioning, doing a deep dive with people and go, hey, I need to know what I uh, could do differently going forward. I want you to forgive me for whatever it is. So going through that process where we're actually going to repair the relationship. So instead of like I was in my corporate career, if you did something wrong to me, you were dead to me. That was it. We were done for the rest of our time together. Repair the relationship because that's what's important and then move forward. Now, this is going to be an incremental process. And we need to make sure that, just like forgiveness, we realize it's something we walk in every day. It's not something that we do and it's done. We need to be able to forgive and move forward. We need to be able to repair the relationship by giving each other space to do things differently as we go together moving forward. Number four is to resist negative thinking. The challenge I had was when I saw that person who had harmed me in the conflict, what I allowed that to do was construct emotions. What I allowed it to do was bring up that negative inner dialogue and look for things that I didn't like about that person or whatever it was that triggered that negative downward spiral. So what we need to do is as those negative thoughts come up, we need to take them captive and we need to shift them and we need to flip what it is that we were thinking and ruminate on what's positive so that we can move forward together. So resisting that negative thinking and rejecting it and leaving it behind and going, no, it's not serving me. It's not required anymore. And keeping the dialogue healthy. Remember, it's not what happens in life. It's what you make it mean. So shifting the beliefs and the meanings around what went on and resisting those thoughts as they come up. Remember that mini-me, that internal dialogue, has been created by you to keep you safe, to keep you down where you feel you should be. And it's linked to the health of your identity, which is not what you do, but who you believe you are. So that thinking is going to come up again because if you're going forward, looking at things differently, creating a space for growth by doing the things that we're talking about today and you don't really feel worthy of that or you don't feel confident that that's what you could do, that inner voice 
is going to remind you and try and pull you back and tell you to wake up to yourself and stop listening to these things because they're only going to be harmful. No, resist that. Reject it. Replace it with positive affirmations about yourself and about what you can do moving forward. And number five is to resolve outstanding conflict. No matter what type of conflict resolution process you went through, whatever styles it was that you used, there could still be some things that weren't totally solved. And there could be some things as we're giving each other space moving forward that crop up again. So now that you have that initial conflict resolution process and you've used that, we can be more aware when things are cropping up again. Be quick to ask questions, check in, reflect, and make sure that everything's okay. And to do this, we want to make sure as we put together in our process that we have milestones along the way, that we have check-in points along the way so that we can make sure that not only that initial conflict has been solved and the issue that we're working on together is moving forward, we can actually check in and see how the relationship's going. We can check in and see how the way we are behaving differently is serving each other, etc. Conflict is inevitable. We've talked about that. It's going to happen all the time. And we're not looking about making things perfect here. We're not looking about having a utopia where everyone loves each other and nobody has disagreements. However, we have the ability to use the processes that we've talked about this month to lessen the effect that that has on you, the people around you, and the greater good by having a level of awareness that grows every time you go through a conflict and by recognizing when things are going off the rails, recognizing how to do things differently and being able to be more attuned to other people is the only way that you're going to be able to have more mutually beneficial relationships, see conflict as being a good thing, and navigate it in a healthy way. Well, that's it from me for another week. Join me again next week as we continue our journey together in the relationship management competencies of social and emotional intelligence by opening a conversation around teamwork and collaboration. I'll see you then. Well, hey, did you like that? Did you get something out of that that you can use in your life right now? I really hope that you did. If you like this episode, why not share it on your social media and head over to my website, grantherbert.com, where you can register to join the conversation. So until next time, stay safe, enjoy being who it is that you were created to be without worrying what others expect you to be. I'll see you then.